0: Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North.
1: Welcome in, Loon's fans, to episode three of Loon Talk 2021. My name is Jonathan Harrison. Welcoming in you to Loon Talk here. uh, Joined once again by my co-host, Dan Terhar. How are you doing today, sir?
0: Doing pretty good. Just, you know, a couple wins away from doing great.
1: (laughs) Hopefully we don't have to say that too much longer. Hopefully by the... I'm ready to talk about something else. (laughs) I'm ready to talk about a win and break down a win and a couple goals scored. That'd be kind of nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Next week when we're previewing two matches, hopefully we can uh, talk about a win. Um, Let's jump right into it. Unfortunately, uh, Loon's fall once again to Austin FC at the weekend, one to nil loss at Allianz Field, their second loss at Allianz Field, the first time they've ever lost two games at Allianz Field in one season. Uh, Before we break this down a little bit more, Dan, quick thoughts on that unfortunate loss on Saturday.
0: Well, a couple of things come to mind. One was I thought even though Minnesota did not play well, I thought they played much more more intense, uh, much better, in the first two outings that they lost. This one that just didn't feel like they had, it. you know, they put some pressure on late in the match. But at the end of the day, there were like two chances where you really thought they might score a goal. One was, you know, the kid from Wayzata High School, Patrick Wea, almost putting a header in in the final second. So the lack of intensity by Minnesota surprised me. But the thing I came away with that, Austin FC played an outstanding game. Now, granted, they didn't get a lot of resistance from Minnesota on Saturday night, but I thought their game plan was outstanding. Once they scored a goal, uh, 16th minute, I think the only goal of the match, they played remarkably well after that. They did everything you're supposed to do when you're playing with the lead. They were on the road. Uh, They were kind of impressive and, you know, impressive to the point where Minnesota didn't, you know, didn 't have a very good outing, so those two things kind of stuck with me after Saturday night
1: yeah, I would say I think it's pretty easy to say the loons were outplayed all across the field Saturday night yeah. uh, as you mentioned Austin FC once they got that lead in the seventeenth minute and we 'll talk about that goal in here in a second they played remarkably well you you look at the the numbers. And therefore, the four players or the five players who had the most touches on the field for them, one led by Alexander Ring, which we knew would happen in that match anyways, just because he's he's the focal point of getting things started for them. They we knew they would sit back uh, if they had the ball, they would kind of just pass it around, absorb, absorb a little bit of pressure from the opposing team and then try and break on the counter. And you saw that in the stats by. The rest of the touches from the team, the next four leading players on their team for touches were all their defenders. And then it was Thomas Pochettino, who you normally in any squad, he would be the guy who would be leading in touches. But with the way they're going to set up because they're an expansion team and because they're so new and figuring out how to play in this league and play together, that's probably how they're going to play for a little while is the counterattacking. And they played it remarkably well.
0: Well, they're not going to change if they're getting points and they're getting right. results. I mean, you got to remember they're playing on the road for another month and a half. <laughs> so <laughs> they're, they're, if they're getting results like they did Saturday night, there's no reason for them to change. Yeah,
1: don't fix them, um, not broken.
0: You know, right. And for Minnesota, if you're looking for something positive out of what's going on so far is defensively they were much better. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday they gave up one goal. It was, you know. It was a goal that they uh, – I'm sure they've watched the film of it now several times and they wish they would have been better at it. But they seem to be having a problem right now with uh, speedy wingers that yeah. are getting, are taking advantage of the fact that Roman Mettener does cover so much of the pitch. He can't be everywhere. And, you know, that might be one of the biggest concerns right now is that the, the word may be out and teams go, you know what, <laughs> their, their D-backs – are way up the field a lot, and we yeah. can take advantage of that, and that 's something that 's going to have to be adjusted
1: yeah that's that's something how that's that 's the way Adrian's always wanted to play is have his fullbacks yeah. go farther upfield and and you see that more today in soccer than you have in the past is that fullbacks are going up into the attack much more yeah. just because you most teams have a defensive midfielder who are going to sit who's going to sit back and help the the center backs and we saw that a little bit with Minnesota this last weekend with Ozzy Alonso coming back into the starting lineup, but then you got to get more out of will trap and generally will traps kind of the defensive mid player. So he's not used to being that connecting piece or the shuttle I guess yeah. getting moving the ball upfield. So yeah, another thing that other teams have keyed on it, keyed in on uh, and it's something that the loons will definitely have to work on and try and figure out how to fix. And it's something a lot of people have been talking about is how, how to play against Emmanuel Reynoso. And I think, I was talking with this I was talking about this with a buddy of mine. The loss of Kevin Molino is affecting them much more than I think anybody would have imagined. We all knew Kevin Molino losing him was gonna be a big thing. Yeah. And we figured they would take a little bit of a hit. But I don't think they imagined they take this big of a hit because now without Kevin Molino, you don't have that other person taking away some of the, oppo- the opposing defense's attention away from Emmanuel Reynoso. So as soon as Reynoso gets on the ball, the defense swarms him and doesn't mm-hmm. allow him any space to try and find, try and find an attacker. So I think yeah. they need, they need someone to come in and basically replace what Kevin Leno did.
0: Yeah. You, you clearly can see that they're taking away uh, space from Emmanuel Reynoso. And in that search for space, what normally happens with a guy that plays in that number 10 spot, he's going to push back. Mm-hmm. That's where the space is going to be. So all of a sudden he's pushing back. There's more separation to him and the striker, if, if we had one, um, <laughs> whoever's playing there. And all of a sudden that throws off what he does best because he's best. We see it all the time in tight spaces. And all of a sudden now he's pushed back. It seems like a lot yeah. and, and trying to find some open space. Uh, Robin Lode being out, didn't help any because, you know, he's the, the top offensive threat this club has right now. And so it's thrown him off his game. I think he got dinged up a little bit, and that's why he came out, what, about the uh, – was it 65th, 68th minute yeah, or so like after an hour? Or so um, so I, we haven't heard anything, have we? He's okay as far as we know?
1: I haven't heard anything.
0: All right. I'm assuming he's at training. If he wasn't training, early in the week. If he wasn't training today, we'd probably have heard by now. So yeah. – um, so, yeah, they've had to change. And, you know, the funny thing is, Reynoso and Molino very much alike. In one way, they draw a lot of fouls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kevin Molino, you don't draw fouls if you're not on the ball. Yep. You know, so. And if
1: defenses aren't worried about you, they're not going to follow you.
0: Right. Right. So. That's why I think there's more pressure on uh, Emmanuel Renoso this year is because he's taking all the fouls and getting dinged up. And, you know, he's, he's a tough kid, but man, you can't go through that night after night. And, uh, so, and I don't know what the answer to that question is. You know, there's a lot of questions with this club right now. <laughs> uh, that one, I don't know. I think if you have a, uh, if you have a striker that, that people have to be concerned about and, when you go into that final third on offense, that he automatically draws attention of a couple of defenders because he's a guy that scores goals, that's going to open up some space for everybody. But it's right. been so long since we had a guy up front where people actually had to worry about him that I don't even, remember, I don't remember what that looks like, you know? Right. And, yeah, and hopefully, you know, we've got that coming in sooner than later because that would change the way teams have to play Minnesota. Right now, you focus on on uh, Emmanuel Reynoso and you've kind of controlled our offense. It's that simple right now.
1: Going back to your striker comment, I don't think you were a fan of Ramon Abelow the other night?
0: No, I, I didn't see anything there. You know, and obviously the guy's an accomplished uh, a player, mm-hmm. and he, but it's not you know maybe it's not fair to judge a guy that quickly but if a guy comes in he supposedly is in you know he's ready to go he's healthy and he's got a relationship a playing relationship with the number 10 you, you the expectations are are rightfully you know high. yeah you're going to score goals and i just i didn't you know he didn't make you know on the ball that uh, renoso hit the pipe on Mm-hmm. He did make a, a, a very good touch to get that
1: ball to him. Yeah. And that, but, but, that's the only one, thing you can remember from him. One
0: instant, one right. instant of chemistry in, you know, yeah. how long was he in? 70 minutes? I don't 60 know. 60
1: minutes around 60
0: there. Yeah. Minutes. Uh, that's not enough. Yeah. And this kid, and talking about Renoso, needs some help. Absolutely. Because he's going to get burnt out and, and beat up. And uh, he plays with a lot of passion. He fouls a lot. He takes a lot of fouls, like Kevin Molino. And you, you don't want to burn this kid out, no, you know, and, and in a losing effort. So, they, you know, he, we could talk about who's the middle back, you know, what Boxel Boxel is on his eighth center back partner,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's in the five club. years that he's been here, yeah, yeah. incredible. So,
0: yeah, we could talk about that all day. You could complain about Chase Gasper, you could say that he made some bad passes, uh, you know, <laughs> Ozzy's getting old but none of these things none of these things matter if you can't score goals.
1: Yeah. And they've got one on the season so they need they obviously need to score a lot more. <laughs> Easy to say that. Um one one I I guess another positive thing out of this early season struggles is that we're starting to see young guys who Young guys get minutes. Who we probably wouldn't have seen get as many minutes as they're getting. <laughs>
0: well, and that, one thing, that's really digging for a bright side. <laughs> right? Try that to a- thing... Adrian. The good thing is you're getting some guys in there as <laughs> you right. right.
1: so cool. Well, I mean, <laughs> Justin McMaster, the first round pick. I I have liked what I've seen in the couple of minutes. He's finding good yeah. spaces. Granted, he's super raw because he's so young and so new to this league as a rookie. I. It's hard to get too excited, but from what I've seen, I've liked what I've what I've seen from him because he's get he gets in the right places. We've seen him now on the left and the right. Uh we saw him a little bit on the right last or on Saturday night. I've liked what I've seen from him so far and hopefully that bodes well for the future.
0: Well, you know, look what they did with three draft picks that, you right. know, had an impact almost right away on this club in 2019. I know uh, Dane St. Clair didn't have an impact right away. Yeah. He is now um but you know, Hassani Dotson and Chase Gasper. And so there's no reason to think that McMaster can't be the same type of player. Um, It's a small sample size, but yeah, what we've seen so far is encouraging. Uh, And then, you know, out of desperation, he puts in Patrick Weah, uh, the kid from, from Wyzetta high school. And Mm -hmm. uh, I I get confused now. He went
1: to, I think he he went to St. Louis university. For like half a semester. Yeah.
0: For half a semester. And then they said, "Hey, we need you." Yeah, and I, and I don't think I don't think his time is now. But at seventeen, <laughs> at seventeen, he came in with so much energy mm-hmm. and the aggressiveness of the the one ball he did get crossed in and put a header. on. I mean, you don't realize that kid came really close to scoring a huge goal in his first appearance. I mean, just that that was his
1: first touch as a pro and had it gone in. That's a, that's a heck of a way to start your professional career. And I might be expecting
0: too much of the kid, but right. Hey, you know, desperate times, you know, and if he's going to go out there and play aggressive and make things happen, I'd rather have him out there than someone that's just invisible for 20, 30 minutes at a stretch. Yeah. What good does that do? (laughs)
1: So, you know, we've seen plenty of invisible strikers over the past, what, (laughs) three,
0: four years. Oh my God. You can just, the list is just this long.
1: Hopefully, hopefully, as I mentioned uh, last week, Adrian, O'No coming in will reverse that trend for Minnesota. And as I mentioned last week, he can't get here soon enough uh, based off of the one goal they scored this, this season. Um, Another thing that we missed this last week was Robin Lud, who was, easily the best player for the team the first two weeks. And it was clear how yeah. much they missed him this week.
0: Yeah. And he's the one guy that for the most part gets, you know, a few shots on goal. We, yeah. you know, we talked about this in the pregame on Saturday night. I said, you know, we're going into that match. We had 40 shots. So yeah. something's, something's working. If you're getting exactly. four shots, because they're not all from, you know, 40 yards out they're, they're you know, so, you know, put the ball on, make the keeper make a save. They were a little better at that on uh, Saturday in the loss. But so it's not like nothing's working. It's just when it comes down to finishing in that final third, there's too many guys that are missing the mark, too many guys that, you know, just don't have that scoring touch. And I don't think, you know, well, I'm not going to say that because that'll be that'll be later. I'll bring that one up <laughs> in. down. So oh, and, They need some, they need someone to come up and, and and be a threat to score goals and um, besides, Robin Load. All right, know? so
1: let's let's move on from reviewing this game to talking about uh, the Loons in a big the, the
0: weather was nice on Saturday, though.
1: Yeah, at least we had that. Uh, it was a beautiful beautiful question- night in, in the Allianz. <laughs> So the question is, how much trouble is Minnesota United in? Three straight losses to open up the season. One goal scored, seven goals given up. How much trouble are the Loons in? And I know it's early, but the question has to be asked after three straight losses. Uh, You know, they've
0: still got 90% of their schedule left. And every, every time they lose, it becomes a little more desperate and they get... A little more uptight, they get a little more stressed, there's more and more pressure mounting. I didn't think that Saturday night would go anything near what it did, and that scared me so much more than the other two losses, yeah, you know, first loss on the road at Seattle come on that that right. if you panicked over that one, something <laughs> wrong with you.
1: Even um, though it was four 0 if you panicked over that one, that was a little bit. It Really, didn't feel like a four right. nil
0: loss. Come on.
1: Um, and then you lose,
0: you know, your home opener, and you start to go, "Ooh, boy, this is not a good start." Yeah, I still wasn't too concerned because I really thought that they would they would not play the way they did against Austin, and Austin would not be as good as they were. So yeah, now you're concerned. As a as a co- as, as a fan, you can be very concerned, and you can write them off if you want. But as a, as a club, as a coach, as a coaching staff, you can't go anywhere near there. No, it's way too early in the year to say we have we have to win. There's a must win because if you say must win and you don't win, then what do you do? You just right. tank it for the year. I mean, so. You have to be optimistic if you're if you're Minnesota and if you're Adrian Heath and if you're the players because if they find a way to score some goals, they win in Colorado, they get a couple more wins. All of a sudden, you're even at three and three, and and then you wondered why you pushed the panic button. So, you know, it, it's weird that you can go from before the first game was played because they had a good preseason and you thought, okay, this is going to be a team that's going to battle for the western conference top spot or at least the yeah. top 3 4 spots home field advantage so i can't go from hey this is going to be a this team's a contender in the west to they're horrible they're the same team they're the same team they've just played poorly for too much of the time and can't finish so are they in trouble it depends are you talking about are they in trouble that They're going to be the worst team in the league? No, they're not going to be the worst team in the league. Are they in trouble that they might not make the playoffs? It's way too early to say that. You can look at some stat that says teams that go 0-3 don't make the playoffs. Well, most teams that go 0-3 are teams, clubs that just don't, never had a chance to make the playoffs to start with. They're teams like uh, Cincinnati.
1: (laughs) I don't know why you're mentioning them. We'll get to them later.
0: So if they're 0-3, you go, yeah, but they weren't going to make the playoffs anyway. All right, right, what happened?
1: I I just put it on my screen? You must have. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm getting a little worked up here. For podcast listeners who don't know, we also are on Score North's YouTube feed, and Dan's camera went a little fuzzy there, like he had like a spit mark went on to it. Uh but we'll keep moving on.
0: That was weird. I think I must have spit on the
1: screen. I'm getting all worked up. See See I got you worked <laughs> up here about how how much trouble <laughs> the ones are in. You know, no, they're not in trouble. Yeah.
0: As far as as far as uh team that's going to uh win the West, uh, they probably they've probably they've scrubby screwed themselves out of that right now, yeah. but but again, it's such a you gotta, remember it's a full season this year. mm mm-hmm. Mhm a lot
1: of games left so also also it's a full season where you only play the eastern conference twice so the majority of your games are against western conference teams. right and in the past because of how playoffs work and qualifying those games always meant more so now basically the rest of your schedule plus minus two games is all western conference teams so you can make this up
0: yeah and so Is it going to be easy for them to climb out of an 0-3 start? No, but, you know, let's revisit this in, you know, a month and a half. And if they're still, you know, in the basement of the West, yeah, this season is lost. But there's, there's too much talent out there for this just to be over three games in. So it's easy to push the panic button, you know, as a fan, but as a team, it's too soon. It's way too soon because there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go once you push the panic button. So (laughs) this team needs to just go in, play with confidence. And, you know, I really think that, you know, they go into Colorado and, well, we're going to get into Colorado. But I don't think this team is as far away from winning games as it probably appears to people. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think once they get a little confidence and they open up play in the midfield, I think – things could change rather quickly they kind of did last year at times you know w- when they looked like oh my god this team this team can't score a goal and then all of a sudden they'd open up and they'd score one goal and then the floodgates would open up so you know it's just i'm ready to i'm ready to stay positive for a little bit longer
1: <laughs> how much how much of this panic do you think is partly is based off of how high people thought of this team or how highly people thought of this team going into this season. Cause going into the season, there were mentions after the Ramon Abala signing that they were going to win the Western conference. They're going to get to the MLS cup finals just cause they had brought in a real forward. Yeah. How much do you think that people are panicking maybe a little bit too much because of these first three losses based off of the fact that everybody and their mother had this team going <laughs> so far.
0: Yeah. And it's hard you know, the, and, and any player, any coach will tell you, you want high expectations. You want people to think you're going to be good. That's what everybody wants. You know, yeah. uh, Minnesota, you know, they, they they did their time as the underdog and the sleeper and, you know, mm-hmm. the team that nobody wanted. You know, <laughs> we're done with that now. I mean, we're, they, they, had, they had a great season. They've improved every year. Uh, last year was really exciting the way they played at the end of the year. And, and so, yeah, it makes it tougher when the expectations are higher. Um, I don't know. I just, I think that's, that's fans job to keep the team accountable and to have high expectations. I mean, I've been a Minnesota sports fan my whole life. So have you, right? Mm-hmm. So my life's a lot longer than yours is. So, you know, you learn to roll with the punches and it gets frustrating at times, but um, this team, you know, is going to be better than what they've shown, especially last Saturday. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it'll take. I it just, I just feel like there's, you know, Emmanuel Renoso hits hits the hits the pipe, hits the goalpost square. I mean, you couldn't have hit it any more square. It almost came right back to him. He almost got to put it back in. I mean, if that ball is is a couple inches to the right, it goes off the post and in. And I have no reason to believe that that might not have been enough to spark them to to score another goal and win that match. So mm-hmm. they're they're close. They're close. Zero three doesn't feel close, but um, I think once this team turns a the corner, there's a lot of talent there and they're going to be fun to watch.
1: Yeah. Once again, you are listening to Loon Talk, Minnesota United uh, conversations right here Ooh, on Score North. Right yeah, the loon right up the right up right over there on the, the YouTube feed. You can find us anywhere you find your podcast, as well as Score North's YouTube channel. Every week we record every Monday night. Uh coming up now, we will take a quick look across the league or around the league, however you want to put it. Um, Dan, I want to start off with Minnesota's uh opponent two games ago now. Rail Salt Lake. They get a three-one win over sporting Kansas City. Two early wins against opponents many said they would lose to. Are Real Salt Lake for real?
0: Well, it's too soon to tell. I mean, okay, they're better than we thought they were going to be. Mm -hmm. Just like Minnesota is not as good as we thought they were going to be. Does that mean at the end of the year that Real Salt Lake will be ahead of Minnesota in the standings? No, I don't. I don't (laughs) know. It's just too early. I I I don't even look at the standings this early in the year. They they just mean oh, so on. little, oh, you know. No, I I can honestly tell you. And we get our we get our game note pack. And yeah. There's always the league standings in there. I bypass that. Don't even look at it.
1: <laughs> I remember our first season doing the broadcast together. I I think it was after like the second or third game, and I I looked at you in the post match show, and I and I said, Dan, you know where the loons are? They're in a playoff spot right now. It was like four <laughs> games in. and You're just like, no, we're yeah. not doing this.
0: Four Where's minutes. that playoff
1: line? <laughs> we're like, you're like, we're not doing this. We're not going to do this every week. Stop this. No.
0: No. And Later in the year, that's a lot of fun, and 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 knowing that the Western Conference almost every year comes down to the final weekend to decide not only who's in the playoffs, but who's at home. Mm-hmm. I, you know what, Minnesota will probably be right in that mix. Hopefully they're above that mix and, they, and they'll, you know, like they were last year and they don't have to, you know, it's not a, a stressful nail-biter just to get into the playoffs, right. but, you know, if they keep struggling, that could be. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just too early to look at the standings. RSL is probably better than we thought, but they may go through, they may go through a stretch where they struggle to win, you know their cute little goaltender might give up some bad goals and, and lose his confidence or something. I don't know. So who knows? I don't know.
1: Can he lose his confidence? He seems like a pretty <laughs> confident kid. Man, he's
0: got a little too much of it, but
1: you never know. <laughs> right. you, never know. you know, it's not too early to tell how bad Cincinnati are. Unfortunately at once again, uh, eight goals let in over the last two games, two shutouts for them. Not a good start to their season so far.
0: No, if you're not playing good defense, it's a long year. Have you never ever played
1: good defense there in Cincinnati?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you if you're if you're playing good defensively, like you know, losing one to nothing, at least you can look at it and go, all right, you know what, we got to find a way to put a goal or two in, and then we're in every every match. But if you're giving up, you know, three, four, five goals in a match, well, there's no way you're going to win. I
1: mean, <laughs> no, you're done. No matter how much money you spend on a Brazilian striker, you're not going to win if you're letting up.
0: Three, no, four, you five got a Brazilian a striker who never gets to touch the ball. Yeah. We don't have a striker, and, you know, we'd like one that can touch the ball. So so defense, yeah, I mean, I'd much rather cover a team that's losing 1-0 than one that's, you know, getting blown out 5-1 and 5-2 because you got no hope at that point.
1: So. Thanks for a long season. Um, FC Dallas, they get four goals from four different goal scores in a resounding 4-1 win over a Portland side. Many expect to do a lot of good things this season. Um, I don't think that's the note that we're interested in though. Their goalkeeper, Dallas's goalkeeper, starting goalkeeper, or was it Portland? I think it was Portland's goalkeeper. Portland, yeah. Yeah, Portland, his goal, their goalkeeper did not have a good game, but he is six foot seven, easily the tallest goalkeeper in league history.
0: That's a, that's a big Dude. And, you know, with goaltending, and, and a lot of people think that, all you, you know, because most goaltenders are tall, mm-hmm. most goaltenders are over six foot, because you do six need to have a whole other level. Yeah, well, and then you wonder if he's quick enough, you know. Yeah. Because the difference between a guy that's six one and 6'7", you're going to assume is probably quickness. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, you know, players are taller all the time, and you know. But, I, you know, there's a few goaltenders across the league that are, you know, Five ten, five, nine, maybe a couple, but not that many, you know, most of them are over six foot now. So
1: the final note that I want to hit on in look around the league, uh, the galaxy, they had a good start to the season, two wins for, for them. Five goals by Chicharito, uh, in those first two games, none by the galaxy, uh, yesterday, as they lose like 3-0 to Seattle. It's a fun name. It's a great name. Uh, yeah, ladies- I, didn't, I didn't see it. Did you see any of that? Uh, I didn't see much of it. I was out and about, but Seattle crushed in 3-0. Galaxy moved the ball around a lot better, but they still have their defensive woes that they had last season. Um, The other note is that Seattle have easily taken to this new system, and it's clearly not a problem for them that they switched to that 3-5-2. They had three tough opponents to start the season, Minnesota, LAFC, and then the Galaxy, and they've gotten two wins, one draw out of it.
0: Seattle's good. No, Seattle's a good side. Um, They're going to do what they always do. They're going to be somewhere near the top home field advantage in the playoffs. That's just what Seattle does. And as far as the Galaxy, I think when you've got a team that coming in, you know, their question mark was defense. Mm -hmm. Um, There's going to be some nights when their defense is able to get the ball out of their, you know, final third, clear their area, get it up front. They've got a guy that can score goals now and, and he's going to score some goals they are going to win some matches. But I think you're also going to have nights where your defense just can't get it done and things fall apart. So, you know, I don't think that they've completely turned things around there yet. They've got some work to do still too.
1: Right. Um, Next up for Minnesota is a trip out to Colorado Rapids. This Saturday, May 8th, pre-match at 8.30 p.m. Kickoff at 9.08 p.m. Right here on Score North. Score North on the Score North mobile app. Yeah, super late game. Take a nap. They're always my favorite, these late 9 p.m. starts.
0: Yeah, and, you know, for this club, right now, this week, they will prepare to go out there. And I guess the good thing is they don't need to spend much time worrying about Colorado worrying what the Rapids lineup is going to look like, worrying about the altitude, worrying about the weather. You know what? This team has to worry about one thing and one thing only, and that's their own, you know, 11 players, uh, what they're going to do with their lineup and how to uh, come out and play, I think, like they did in Seattle. They played with – you know, we talked in that first half at Seattle about uh, how it felt like a a continuation – of the Western conference final. Yeah, absolutely. The Intensity level was there. The energy was there. Um, they've got to find that. And if that means putting in some players that haven't started yet, I, you know what? I, it's not going to happen, but I have no problem if he said, you know what? I'm starting the kid Patrick way up front.
1: Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, but, no, again, it's without- not, but again, at this point,
0: I'd be willing. I would accept any decision, to, as long as it's a change and it puts more energy in the lineup. So, you know, because it, it's clearly an issue, and you're going to be on the road, and man, you got to come out with some
1: fire. I'd imagine if we're going to see anybody at the at the top there for Minnesota, it's probably going to be Juan Igudelo. I liked what I saw from him against Real Salt Lake. He moved around a lot better. He pressed uh, the the opposing defense a lot better than Ramon Avila did. They don't have as solid of a connection between him and Reynoso, but they haven't played together as often. So I would imagine, I'd predict we'd probably see Aguadelo uh, on Saturday against Colorado, but I have I have no idea yet.
0: You don't, you don't think he goes back to Robin Lode?
1: If Lode's healthy, then probably. If he's good to come back, then maybe. But I would... I don't know. Would you want Hassani out on the left again? Because he would... With the way they played him, he was dropping more into the middle of the field to combat Austin's three-man midfield.
0: They really weren't playing him as a, as as that left wing, really.
1: No, and oh. it left it left too much space for Chase on the left to go up into. I, as much as I don't like seeing Robin on the left, I don't know where else. Like well, Ethan wasn't the greatest on the left. So he he the left started, with the left. Maybe starts McMaster. I like what I've seen so far. Give I mean, him the a kids, full ninety minutes. See what happens.
0: Has he earned? Has he earned a shot at uh, at a start? I don't know. I mean, He's stepping in his way at
1: this point. Unfortunately, because of
0: COVID, we don't get to see training on a daily basis. Which
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, this is the second year of that it's it's really tough because it, when you watch training, you can see what players are doing. You can see you know who's you know who's you know making it happen because that's where they're gonna that's where they're gonna earn their spot in the lineup. Right. Not what they do for a couple of minutes in a game. It's what they do for five days at training up at the National Sports Center in Blaine that makes a difference as to whether or not they're going to be in the lineup or not. So, yeah. um, you know, maybe that's a change. You know, and then you got to wonder, okay, is is Ozzie going to be the starter? You know, he brings fire to the lineup, but you know, how much how much do you play Ozzy at this point? And is Jan back as a starter or you know? So there's there's a lot of things we'll find out this week going into it, but. You know, I, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't fault the coaching staff for any changes they make because at this point in the season you don't push the panic button. Yeah. You don't say it's a must win game, but you certainly you certainly shuffle your lineup to try and change some chemistry, change some confidence levels in people, put guys in there that may be a little hungrier than other guys, even if maybe they're not quite as skilled. Um and that's not a panic move because everybody on that – well, I should say everybody. Almost everybody on that roster is should be there as a professional soccer player, you know. So to play anybody in that roster shouldn't be shocking to anybody at this point when you're
1: 0-3. And we've always seen in the past after a loss, it's the lineup usually doesn't say the same. Adrian Wilf switches. Right. So I imagine there is going to be some change whether – whether that has to do with guys coming back from injury or not, I would imagine there'd be some change, but going back that would to be, master point, who's standing in his way at that left's that left wing spot. Cause
0: that would be an Ethan easy write, write this down. <laughs> there's going to be changes that, on Saturday. <laughs> anytime they lose, the lineup will probably change anytime <laughs> they win. If there's no injuries, the lineup will probably not change. Right. It's, it's pretty simple. He's done great. that
1: throughout his past. Uh, as you yeah, mentioned, yeah. write that down. You want to get to it?
0: Let's do it. All
1: right. Write that down. So Are let's bring in me. let's bring it in here, write that down. Uh as we as we embark on our second week in a row of write that down, if you're watching on the YouTube stream. We also have the rules right alongside us. Uh, three soccer related predictions from each of us or a guest, uh, whoever joins us from week to week, we will start having guests here pretty soon. Um, at least one of the predictions has to be Minnesota United related. Um, we will keep track of correct and incorrect predictions. Your correct predictions are called goals. You will get goals for every correct prediction you have. We'll keep track of those throughout the year and the most goals at the end of the year wins the coveted golden boot, whatever the trophy that will be at the end of the season. We still don't have that. Yeah, yet. We just ran out. we'll see what we call together very excited to find that out so let's get to our accountability session uh nothing comes off the board for me yet this week i'm still in the process of watching through the tv broadcast so i don't know if they've said all right all right all right yet uh if someone wants to let me know at john harrison 90 on twitter and we'll just call it quick um but dan you had all three of your predictions come off the board this week um, you said fans will sing Wonderwall this weekend. Unfortunately, they
0: didn't. Whoa, 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 whoa they did. Why would they sing? They were singing in the pregame. Okay, we need a ruling on this one. <laughs> they weren't they singing in the pregame.
1: I heard them singing Wonderwall at the stadium. They don't sing Wonderwall before the game. They only sing it after the game. Sure, I heard them. Damn. You said David, o- David Ochoa will allow three goals this weekend. He only allowed one. And then you did say... Chelsea will keep a clean sheet against Fulham. You got that correct. Yep. This wasn't part of the prediction, but you did say that you had them winning 2-0, and they won
0: 2-0. That was going to be my prediction, and then I just went with the clean sheet. So,
1: Nice prediction. Uh, so oh. our record so far, you're the only one on the board with goals. One goal. Uh, you have 33% correct. One on three. I think it's over. I think it's over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Competition's done this season. Yes. Yes. All right, so let's get to it. Let's hear, uh, you want to start us off this week? I'll go first this week. All right. All right. Minnesota. Minnesota United will get a goal
0: from a true number nine. That that means Robin Lue does not count in the month of May. <laughs> Write that down.
1: Okay. You're not going to say who, you're just going to say a true number nine. Doesn't it matter if we get one from a number nine? <laughs> Okay,
0: okay. I mean, the guys we've played there so far don't look like they have a clue to score a goal. So I guess I'm kind of counting on uh, Uno to get in here and, and make it <laughs> come true this month. So, all right. So my now, first... with both teams that would be that would be like, well, duh.
1: Yeah. But with this club, we haven't seen much of a true number nine for very long. Anyways, um, so my first prediction, and this might be a surprise. The Loons will keep a clean sheet this weekend against Colorado. Wow,
0: that's going out there.
1: I don't have much faith I in Colorado's right. attack. They only scored one goal last night. It was it came off of a free kick, a wonderful free kick. But mm-hmm. I think the Loons will pull it together. They'll get a they'll keep a clean sheet this weekend. I'm not saying if they'll win, but they'll at least keep a clean sheet.
0: All right, write that down. Write that I hope down. you're right.
1: I hope I hope I hope
0: you get the points on that one. Um, Minnesota United. We'll make the playoffs
1: in 2021.
0: I like it. Write that down. Optimism. That's
1: right. You're not, you're not hitting that panic button yet.
0: No. Next Monday, I might take that back. <laughs> if
1: they go 0-4, yeah. then yes, we might saying, hit that panic button.
0: You got the panic button. It's right here. I'm just not pushing it yet.
1: You've got one. I, got I don't it. have one here yet. I've got it close. <laughs> All right. My next one, Chicharito. As I mentioned, we'll bring him up later. Chicharito will be the leading goal scorer in the MLS, or in MLS this season.
0: He'll be the leading goal scorer in MLS?
1: Yep. Yeah. All right.
0: You don't believe it? You don't Write believe the early down. season hype? Well, no, but I mean, the guy jumped out to a great start, so. He's got five goals this season. A lot can happen. A lot can happen. How many did he have last time out?
1: Uh, he only had two last season. <laughs> so. Wasn't a good season for him last year. All right. All Your right. Final you, you're
0: you're going to work Chicharillo in as much as you can because you like saying it. That's I mean, all.
1: why not? He's a former Manchester United player. We all know my...
0: I... Okay. I'm changing my third one. Okay. I'm changing my third one just to make it interesting.
1: On the spot change.
0: These I'm changing it right now. I'm changing it right now. Chicharillo
1: will not be the leading goal scorer in the MLS.
0: Write that down.
1: This is an old Judd move. He would go against what someone else said.
0: Uh, On the the move, I channeled my inner Judd and uh, went with that one. So there you go. Write that down.
1: I like it. We may have to get him on here sometime for Write That Down. You should. All right. My third and final one, PSG will come back and beat Man City in the Champions League final and move on to the – or in the Champions League semifinal and move on to the Champions League final. That will come true this week. Write that down.
0: What when, do, when do they play?
1: I think tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Tomorrow or Wednesday.
0: Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. All right. We're writing that one down. At least you'll have a result in then. <laughs> you'll have two of them in this week.
1: <laughs> I'll figure out my first one. I'll figure out the all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm and,
0: pretty uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, you said that, that the broadcasters uh, – I said it would in. come.
1: They it would they would work it in at some point somehow. Either one of them saying it or a graphic of some sort. So, I'll ask Cal. Uh,
0: yeah, and I'm guessing that there was not much uh, fun and laughter and all right, all right, all rights going on in that one and nothing Maybe lost. in the
1: pre match show. They could have. Could be. I don't know. I mean, all right. Any final I'm thoughts sure. as we uh, once again on the bottom of the screen here. If you're watching on YouTube, pre match 8:30 p.m. this Saturday. A kickoff 9:08 p.m over on Score North on AM 1500, the Score North mobile app, or if you're on the web, live.scorenorth.com. Dan, any final thoughts as we close out this week's show?
0: No, put the ball in the net, hit the goal, <laughs> make their goaltender, make a couple of saves, and, um, you know, we'll know more about the lineup later in the week, but, yeah. um, you know, they they missed Robin Lude. Um, Roman Metner was probably the, one of their best players on the – on the pitch on last week. He continues to be tough back there. So the defense looked pretty good. Let's hope they can do what you said and, you know, pitch the uh, clean sheet on on Saturday night and get that first win and breathe a little.
1: No hitting the panic button here nope. on Loon top Nope,
0: we're just Once watching again, the panic. We're just looking at the panic button. We're not touching it yet.
1: It's we're it up. It's getting there. It's coming getting close, there. but nothing yet. We're not touching um, it. Once again you're listening to Loon Talk. You can find us anywhere you find your podcast. Please remember remember to rate, review and subscribe. It helps us get found by other people as well. Also if you want to tell a friend who is also a Loon fan or just likes MLS Talk that we are a thing. Yeah, we don't like. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> All right sir. Uh once again you can find him over on Twitter at Dan @danterhar at D-A-N-T-E-R-H-A-A-R. You can also find me on Twitter, at JohnHarrison90, over on Twitter. That will do it for this week of Loon Talk. Good night, and thanks for listening.
2: See ya. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health.